0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks with me, your host Howard H. Smith. Welcome back. It's 2024. It's the first proper episode, really, isn't it? Last time it was just me being me, mainly. Um, Episode before that, it was the celebration of uh, Talking Bollocks being 10 years old. We had a little bit of hate from Sensor last time. I hope you enjoyed that. But this time, oh yes, we've got an interview for you. Oh yeah. Anyway. Before I go any further, my name is Howard H Smith, I am the lead singer of UK thrash band Acid Rain, also do stand-up comedy as Keith Platt, also host the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast, and also a weekly football podcast called The Reducer. On this channel you also get movie bollocks, that's right, you have had some movie bollocks very recently, haven't you, you lucky, lucky people? And you also get Old Bollocks with my good friend Stephen Oldhead Ivy. And the show you don't get because it's only on Patreon is A Year in Bollocks with me and my good friend Paul Waller, he of the Year in Horror podcast. He sticks that out on his Patreon, I stick it out on my Patreon, a load with a, along with a load of other shit. If you go to the Patreon page, you will see how much content there is. There's loads. You can see it. You can't necessarily listen to it all unless you sign up as a patron, but you can see how much stuff there is. So, if it looks like stuff you'd be interested in, then sign up. Where do you find it? You find it at patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith or click the link that says support the podcast in the description in the show notes and that takes you straight there so that's enough of that let's have more of this that's right it's time for the news or at least the news in my head or the lack of news as i've been constantly moaning about stories not being stories um Let's do some back-to-back stories. Dream Theatre's John Petrucci. It's really exciting to have Mike Portnoy back in the band. Well, that's one way of putting it. The other way of putting it is ex-drummer Mike Mike Mangini. Um, Well, how does he feel about it? Asked in an interview if there was any advance notice that the band's original drummer, Mike Portnoy, would return. He said, or was it immediate? He said, immediate. But it's like, so the fish comes up out of the water. It's immediate. But the fish was swimming for a while. Where was the fish? Whatever. You can't whatever that, Mike, because that's like making no sense at all. Come on, talk. The reason it was really easy for me to deal with, very easy, actually. I was like, oh, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Original guy back in the band. I got it. I get it. And I didn't have to go through a drop down menu. I didn't have to do it. It was just, I looked at it and went, okay, and plus, I don't know whether it was intuitive, instinctual, or intellectual, but I have just left so many things on the table for so many years, the publishing of more books, the classes that I really wanna teach, the interaction that my own self-development comes largely from having me to teach and talk about it to people. At some point, I mean, I see the whole picture, the grid, and I know what I can't do, and that inspires me. Anybody else vaguely confused at this point? But anyway, the answer to your question is I got a call and uh, and understood the call and said, "Okay, let's do a joint statement, he explained. And then the next day I'm like, "Okay, I'm having copy and quite literally at my think tank looking at my list and going, how am I going to complete this job now? I've got this to fix and I've got that to fix. I've got a lot to do. My studio facility has construction. There was some stuff that had to be fixed. And I was like, let me just. Let all of this stuff happen and breathe and just finish these things. That's what my mindset was. I can't tell you anything different because that's how it was. Right. OK, so basically, I think he's saying I'm, I'm going to extract out of that. Um, maybe I did know it was coming in the back of my mind. But when I did when I did get the call, I was like, OK, right. Yeah thought that might happen one day fair enough you can't fight it and i've put a lot of a lot of stuff on pause to be honest so now that's out now i'm out the band i can focus on the things that frankly i've not been doing while i've been in the band that i've kind of let slide got to finish my studio got a few bits and pieces i I do enjoy teaching i've got more time for me which i know So, but that's the way it is so um yeah you know it, it is what it is and i'm just Cracking on with, you know, what I can do as opposed to what I can't. There you go. That is my, that's my interpretation of what that, my favourite phrase at the moment, what that fucking word soup actually means. Uh, Yeah, I'd suggest nobody answer ask him that question ever again. Um, Next up, Mick Mars says one song he recorded with John Garabi may eventually see the light of day. Mick has got a solo album coming out and he's released a few singles and I can honestly say that statement Mick Mars says one one song he recorded with John Karabi may eventually see the light of day I mean who cares Mick Mars was asked if any of the songs he recorded seven years ago with former Motley Crue singer John Karabi will eventually see the light of day and I guess his answer was yeah Maybe, Well, here we go. There's maybe one song, if I redid it, it's Gimme Blood, which would be perfect for, like, say, wrestling. But right now, I'm just going to kind of leave them where they are. And one day, if I decide to go, like, let's dig this one up and see what we can do with it, but right now I'm in a whole different way of thinking, I guess. Wow. Well, all I can say is, doesn't that song sound fucking great? Aren't we all really fucking hyped for a song by... McMars and John Karabi, that at this point is already seven years old and he still can't be asked to release. I mean, that must be fucking brilliant. Speaking of shit that seems like it's a long time ago, ex-Judas Priest singer Tim Ripper Owens, it's hard to replace somebody like Rob Halford. Right. So, I mean, is anybody out there, A, surprised by that statement, or B, i'm just wondering why uh, why would why would somebody have tim ripper owen I, I don't know yeah i was gonna say why would somebody be asking him about judas priest but then again it's like yeah he i guess he's gonna be asked about that till the day he dies really isn't he it's not really his fault i've i've steamed in here i've steamed in here re- ready to have a go but do you know what I, he's probably just answering the question which he is you know so what do you think You know, what was it like? Fucking hell, that must be... What a pisser that must be. All these years later, you know, you've forged out a solo career of your own and um, you've done everything that you can. And then people are still asking. Owen's joint priest in 1996. Fucking hell. I mean, that is a it's going to be 30 years soon paul but i have completely changed my mind there i was i was properly ready to to like you know oh stop going on about it mate but bloody hell yeah i guess it's um it's always going to be it's just going to follow him to the grave isn't it really um right sorry a bit of an anticlimax that wasn't it really next up this is an anticlimax as well i may as well have warned you warn you that um, Corey Taylor says he had a complete and utter breakdown and getting the help I need. So he cancelled a load of shows. Then he was, said he was going to do some um, shows. And then everyone said, but what about those ones you cancelled, you bastard? So here we go. I decided to make this video in response to a lot of feedback that came out after I announced that I was carrying on with my South Southeast Asian run. Um, originally that was supposed to be mentioned in the statement that I released relating to my mental lapse, my mental health lapse, because he's cancelled a load of sh- solo shows in the States. The truth of the matter is, as I understand why so many of you are upset. I'm just going to break it down for you. Over the last year, um, I have had a complete not a, be- uh, a breakdown of boundaries, mental health, ego, entitlement, the whole nine yards culminating in a very, very real, very near relapse that I kind of don't recognise myself. So again, I wanted to address this and just tell people that I needed time to reset, needed time to start working on my heart, my mind and get and get straight. The reason I'm keeping the Southeast Asia run, it's literally four shows, it's literally a week. I'm going to do that and just take it day by day. Basically, I'm working on self-care right now, getting the help I need and surrounding myself with my family. And I absolutely get it. And I think it's fair enough. It's interesting, the the bit I seized on and maybe that struck you when I was reading that out, was the um, the bit about um, mental health, ego, entitlement, the whole nine yards culminating in a very, very real, very near relapse that I kind of don't recognize myself. To me, that sounds like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of touring with my solo band where basically it's all about me. So I can just tell everybody what to do all the time. And when you get to do that every day, there is a chance that your ego is going to get into a state of, you know, running around all over the place. I've met, I've, I've said this before like, you know, everyone's got an ego. We've all got an ego. And most of our egos are chained up in the attic. You know where it is, it comes out occasionally. Whereas some people's ego is like the mad neighborhood dog, it's running up and down the street, knocking bins over, running into people's gardens, you know absolute fucking pain in the ass for everybody whether they know the dog owner or not and um yeah i can imagine that all of that that just that constant touring those sold out nights and it's all you 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 me 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 it can lead to a bit of well as he said there um you know entitlement the whole nine yards he mentions ego entitlement the whole nine yards and I think yeah i, I reading between the lines he's basically saying um, I'm I'm uh, I had a relapse into being a complete and total arsehole and I need to uh, I need to check myself before I wreck myself I need to get uh, you know just chill out for a bit and remember that I'm just a normal human being and no better than anybody else that's not what he's saying and that's my interpretation of what he's saying let's be clear but yeah I think um, fair fucks good on you Cory. Hope you're feeling better soon. Well, now this is exciting news. Don't worry, there's some not very exciting news at all that to come after this. Here's some exciting news for the people of Europe and for the people of the UK. Starting in November the 21st at Manchester Apollo, yeah, it's Anthrax Creator and Testament. Announced Autumn 2024 European Tour. Wow. Smashing through Manchester, Wolverhampton, London, Dublin, Glasgow, Paris, Dusseldorf, Munich, um, Exeter, Als, Zurich, Milan, Stuttgart, Berlin, Budapest, Katowice, uh, Frankfurt, Hamburg, and Den Bosch. Okay, um, so it's Anthrax and Creator co-headline opening. Very special guests Testament. God, wouldn't you love to be in Testament? You're probably only doing about 45, 50 minutes a night. Fucking get in there. Um, the only thing is, it just seems a bit weird to me. Um, Because it's not, it's clearly not a new album tour. So, you know, or, or, or is it? I just, it, I w- does this mean that we're going to have an Anthrax album that's going to be out this year and it's going to be out before November? Because... It doesn't say it's for the new album. Um, Anthrax stated, It's been about four years since we last toured the UK and Europe, so these dates are long overdue, and what a lineup! So much fucking metal. We can't wait to bring the noise to you. Great, see what they did there. And maybe surprise you with a song from our brand new album coming later this year. So get ready to go rage. Okay, right. So, that's still a bit woolly though, isn't it? It's still a bit... I think we're going to get this tour and, you know, the album will be out and they'll maybe play a song or two. And then I think we're going to get an Anthrax headline for the new album tour because that is a bit woolly. And it's like, you know, you're doing a co-headline and the poster is a co-headline and there's no hints at artwork for a new Anthrax album or anything like that. So it just it just strikes me as just a, a, the timing is just a bit weird but yeah i don't know will there be a new will there be a new, a new testament album by then testament added 2024 kicks off with thrilled to announce plans to, uh wind down the year already by touring with the creator and anthrax yeah great um our history with anthrax dates back blah 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 so join the heavies right okay yeah no mention of like new album whether their new album's gonna be out or not so, yeah, I, I, I personally, I'd say expect actual album headline tours by um, by Anthrax and Testament was supposedly working on new stuff and maybe Creator your R2. But yeah, whole thing is just a little bit kind of weird at the moment, isn't it? That just seems strange. But anyway, fucking hell, it's still mega dates. Um, so tickets are available now. Probably go get them if I were you, if you want to go see that tour. Killer lineup. Now, what have we got? Coming up, this is this is literally something that no one's interested in at all. But I'm going to read it out anyway. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Hmm? Are you? Well, here we go. Get ready. Alien Ant Farm announces first album in nearly a decade. Oh fucking hell! Hey, man, what a treat! What a treat! I mean, yeah, that band. Alien Amp Farm, putting an album out. Okay, there you go. That's the beginning and end of that new story. And here's something that's not particularly exciting either. Um, Doro shares her cover of Metallica's The Four Horsemen. Odd song to cover, strangely. And, um, yeah, she does does an all right job. Um, Sounds, uh, still sounds weird. You know, Doro does have... Uh, she's german so she does have quite a thick german accent and um you know the horsemen are drawing near yeah it, it, but yeah it's it's perfectly acceptable um if a little kind of like okay you want to do that dear do okay fine fine um but i did pick something out of uh, of this <laughs> i just thought this was quite you know quite interesting um and uh, she talks about um when she met uh, Metallica back in the day And um, uh, When she met Cliff And I'm always interested And um, She said Cliff was I'm, I'm so tempted to do the accent But at this point I think Me doing a German woman's accent Is just like Yeah Pretty much going to get cancelled for that But um, Yeah Anyway Here goes Cliff was so relaxed He was so relaxed Like Like really cool and he played fantastic bass and he was always smiling, always in a good mood. He was really, yeah, very cool. And he had more like, can I say, more like a hippie attitude, like totally relaxed and really cool. So um if any of you were in any doubt there, um uh Cliff was relaxed and really cool and a bit and a bit hippie-like and um and was re- and was really good on the bass. So, um, if you never met Cliff, apparently that is all that you got out of meeting him anyway. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm such a twat, aren't I? Anyway, look, that's the news that was not news. Not particularly interesting this week. But, you know, what can I do? I can only, I can only work with the... Fucking parakeet in the background is really annoying me. Little bastard. Stop fucking squawking. Anyway, hopefully it hasn't been bothering, bothering you guys too much. Probably more interesting than news, let's be honest. Right. Right. Now, let's get it... Oi! Can you fucking shut up? Just for a minute? Bloody hell. Honestly. Right. Bear with me. No, I haven't shot them. I just kindly asked them to leave. Anywho. Coming up now is my interview with Zoltan from the wonderful Ectomorph. Um, As regular listeners will know current album um velvet black is uh, sorry what am i talking about i always do that i i i've got a mental block with vivid black and velvet black it's i'm apologize it's vivid blacks one of my albums of the year okay vivid black also the tune vivid black is great now last year I uh, I got an interview. An interview got an fucking it, it's all going wrong in it. I got an email from the PR. Sent me the album. Played it twice immediately. Loved it. Said, can I get an interview? They said yes. And um, the interview was over Zoom. Um, but one condition: no no use of the camera. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I've got to say, I think it led to a much better interview now that's not to say that i know what i don't know what this would have been like with with the camera on but what i do know is that without the camera it really is a case you you're you're listening 50% more because you you know you know how if you really want to listen to music and you're listening really intently you close your eyes to help you concentrate well if there's no video to distract you then you kind of go to a deeper place And maybe that's why Zoltan and I ended up doing such a long interview and going to such deep places, and I can only thank him for that. And, um, you know, I'm not going to do any more talking. I'm just going to play the interview from last year, Zoltan and I having a long old chat. Hello? Hello. How are you doing? Hey! Hey! Hi there. Uh, do I do I call you Zoltan or Zolly? You know whatever you feel the best, man. <laughs> okay, cool man, cool. Well, I'll give you a I'll give you a little bit, brief rundown. Okay, um, my name is uh, Howard Smith. I run this podcast. I've been doing it for ten years. I also um, sing in a UK thrash metal band called Acid Rain. Who I heard about it? Sorry, I heard about it. Ah right, okay, cool. Well, we yeah, first time around we split up just before you guys came together, and um, oh. we you know we've we've been back at it for a few years. I've I've also been a, a stand up comic for twenty years, so um, oh. yeah, I've kept myself busy, and I always like to I always like to just because I know what it's like be doing like a ton of interviews, especially when an album's coming out, and you, like most of the time you don't know who you're talking to or you know, or, or what it's for or anything like that. So I just wanted to let you know. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. No problem, man. No problem. Well, that and I'm a singer. So obviously, you know, I've got to make it all about me, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, the new album it is just fucking great. Thank you. Uh, it's my absolute pleasure. It is fucking absolutely superb i am honestly blown away i've played it three times today and it's just like i i would imagine it's going to be more than that tomorrow and i'm not i'm not a newcomer i think i think outcast was probably when i when i first discovered you guys 2006 yeah yeah so I can't believe it's... You know, I've been doing this podcast for 10 years. I can't believe I haven't had you on before. So that's that's, that's my bad. But that new album, man. 30, oh, and of course, congratulations on 30 years of Ectomorph. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. It's incredible, man, because, you know, tying that in with the new album, you're as fucking angry as ever, aren't you?
1: Well, you know, uh, actually... You were talk about the outcast album and and uh, I guess i'm I, i'm I'm sure I'm pretty sure that that album is the so-called the the our best until now and I'm... and I'm not until until the new album because this one is is better and and you know, I'm not saying it because most of the musicians are saying, like, okay, this is my best album, my heaviest album, my angriest album, my darkest, whatever. But this time, We With it Black, it, it is really the, the heaviest yeah. and the darkest. And, uh, and Outcast* wasn't, *Outcast* is a really heavy album, but it's more about, like, uh, it doesn't matter because it's past, but that's what, you know, our fans... Call like the best album from Ectomorph, and right now, just to getting, better, now you even proven it. You know what you just said to me, which I'm really happy to hear. But you know, you know, already two singles we got out. Uh, I'm your last hope. The rope around your neck, and you and me. This is the two single we got out now, and insane. The feedback is like so fucking great that I'm, that I'm, I'm just incredibly happy because, and that is that, you know, the old fans saying that ectomorph is back and the new fans are saying like, this is something super fucking heavy. And uh, yeah, I'm really angry and, and uh, I was really angry when I wrote this album and it, it, re- it didn't really change, you know, unfortunately even more bad things happened, which I had to face and uh, it's only that album um, i mean not those things which happened after the after the the singles that came out but when I was writing this album, i was just uh just what you hear on that album it's it's right there in that 40, 34 minutes so it's uh yeah tough angry uh bad and
0: uh, and dark <laughs> it, it is but i i'd i'd also add another word there it's personal it is yeah
1: yeah. Yeah, you you feel it good and actually every album I write because I I write you know all the music and lyrics it's personal but this time it's just uh, I don't know man I went I went really I don't know extremely honest and I could not uh, go on any other way but this you know it's just like and I wrote this album in three weeks I don't know wow. how Yeah, it was three <laughs> weeks because for two and a half fucking years, not even a fucking riff came out <laughs> from my hand. Nothing, nothing. And then it just happened that my mindset changed and a lot of thing happened. And I just sit down with the, with my guitar and started to write always in the middle of the night, always like start like midnight or 1am, you know, or, you know, just late, and then till like six in the morning, writing. And this dance song just came out, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very personal. But I hope that those who deals with you know dealing with the same same things that I did and still do, will give them some strength, you know, or or just some energy to. To face those things, I'm not sure they can fight it. I'm not sure I I actually fight everything uh, and and I like actually won those fights. But but that anger is always just charging my batteries up. You know, even I sit in the car and listen to this album, and or when I go to the gym and I listen to this and it pumps pumps me up to to you know to be alive because I was close to not to be alive, but you can hear it in the, in the lyrics and in the songs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can. And it's, there's, there is an unflinching honesty in the lyrics as well. It's, and, and I, I hear what you're saying about um the, the, the kind of brick wall that you hit for a couple of years there, you can't force it. And then when, When that moment comes and the creativity returns because you're in a you're in the right frame of mind, it 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 pretty much feels like a dam broke and all of this stuff came flowing out.
1: Yeah, it was strange because uh, I couldn't believe myself. Not like I I thought that I'm actually I some some moments I had that I thought that I'm done. You know that although that I had an album out, you know, which is it's called Reborn, the preview album reborn but reborn is completely different it's just like i i don't want to say i don't like that album but that was something that was you know created in a different mindset and this album vivid black is just completely you know honest and 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 comes from from the inside nothing like I wasn't really hesitating with any riff or any ideas, you know. I I think there was one or two songs on Vivid Black when I was a little bit like stuck, but maybe for one or two days, that was the top, you know. But with, with Reborn, oh, that was months, man. And just changing riffs and changing this and that. And yeah. So that's yeah. why we played only one song on the tour from that album.
0: <laughs> only one. <laughs> See, <laughs> you toured. You toured a new album, and you only played one song off it.
1: One, one fucking <laughs> song, man.
0: Oh, I bet the la- I bet the label was over the moon with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know,
1: I I, I saw it that. I saw that the, the the fans was also not really into this album, and and myself either. You know, it was just like we played the song "Fear Me," which is like uh, most the most closest song to the other actum of stuff, which is like. You know what the fans love and i love to, the simplicity of the song and because when you listen to Vivi black it's it's simple man it's the riffs are so fucking simple that you listen to the song you just tune your guitar there where, where we tuned, and and you you can play it in not longer than in 20 minutes but you get that fucking you know rolling energy and to go with it and, and it feels so great to play the songs. When I play the songs, you know, I just go to the band room and and I play them too with my guitar. It's, oh, it feels so great. It's just... And that's the main thing. You know, when... It has to be like that. Ectomorph is always like about energy and uh, just, just raw energy. Go on the stage and that's what the crowd feels too. And this album to play in life is going to be... Fucking heavy it's Not for us, I mean, but for everyone For yeah. for us and for the crowd To to feel this together It's gonna be,
0: I can't wait I can't wait Dude, it's gonna be fucking brutal <laughs> it, Thank you it, 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 Honestly, it, it really is And you know what? I completely agree with you about, about Rehearsing your own stuff And listening to your own stuff And there's nothing wrong with being a fan of your own band, in fact, I personally think I think it's essential.
1: Yeah, it's, because,
0: uh, yeah tell me. I, well, it's like it's like Lars Ulrich always says, you know, to 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 draw a weird parallel. Um, he always says that he's the biggest Metallica fan out there. And and I, <laughs> I and I kind of feel like I'm the biggest acid rain fan, and you're probably the biggest ectomorph fan. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's like it's like well, yeah, because if I don't like it, it ain't it ain't any fucking good.
1: True. true words. True yeah. words, man. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Uh, and you know, it's it's kind of maybe like a cliche, but I'm saying it. You know, first when I write something, I have to enjoy and like it, like. I fucking dig it, man. Of course, you know, you yourself, as you're a musician too, that you know that is you know you, you can get pretty critical with yourself. Like, uh, but it's not but then you maybe do a like an hour break and just sit down and listen to again. And sometimes you involve some people, like those people you kind of listening to to their opinion, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But 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 on very at the very first fucking place, it has to be you yourself who who say I like it and uh, you know I enjoy to play it so it's just another good point you know thing if the others other people like it the fans, the friends you know so
0: yeah I think yeah.
1: it's it's true
0: I, I I think it's very true I think I, I and and like you say if if you like it, it's it's it sounds kind of arrogant. I'm really glad we're having this conversation because I'm exactly the same. Um, if 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 I don't like it, if you don't like, it, then it's not it's it's not authentic. And you can't fake it. People yeah. will know, you know, in and a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, 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 in a heartbeat, man. And 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 also and also it's when you're working on stuff like that it's hard fucking work. Now let's be honest, none of us got into a band to get to do hard work.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is hard work, but it's fun. But it it's fucking hard, you know. And and uh, you know the the whole fucking you know process how it goes. You know when it first you just jam. If you're a guitar player, if you're not a guitar player, then you know then whatever instrument you play or if you just not just but if you are a singer yeah then you know you're working on the on the vocal ideas and, and then for me there is always at the first it comes with the guitar and then but this time i was writing like you know i was sit down with the guitar and then my my interface was plugged in a guitar was my guitar was plugged in and the microphone so when i got down like uh i don't know Thirty seconds or one minute of the song, then I I just you know stand up, put my headphone on, put on the mic, and just throw something on, and it, it could be just some fucking you know mumbo jumbo blah, 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 whatever you know what I mean, and then some words coming out, and uh, and yeah, if you got the ex, you know at least the 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 rhythm of the of the vocals, then you can work on it later, and and that's what I did. Actually, I went to the studio with zero lyrics. <laughs> zero. I had no fucking lyrics, man. I just had words, you know, like oh. like like the song "Die." I had I had the whole chorus actually, but with "I'm your last hope," the rope around your neck. I only had this, and I think maybe a few words that uh, some words, and the rest was just some some screaming some english bullshit which makes no sense you know and then (laughs) yeah really and then then we went with two mats and you know we went to record the the vocals in, in denmark and uh i worked on the lyrics every every night i was there for 10 days and we did the vocals in 10 days i like to work on the vocals longer than anything else more than on guitars or anything because that tastes a little more you know I like to fuck around with the things there and uh, but yeah I mean the vocals yeah I just I just work 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 now like guitars and then vocals and just throw them together and then send the demos to two to Denmark and then he wrote back to me and he said like I think you find home (laughs) that was cool to hear actually
0: yeah especially coming from him
1: yeah yeah I love him. I mean, you know, we started to work with him. short story about Two medicine that when I signed a contract with Nuclear Brass back then in ages ago. Yeah. And, you know, I was pretty young and uh, Nuclear Brass gave me a few CDs, actually like 10 or 15 CDs because I had a Discman, you know, <laughs> no fucking iPhone, just a Discman. Yeah. And uh, that time I had a girlfriend in in holland so i was going back with the bus to holland then and, and I, I had some time to listen to these uh CDs. and actually i didn't listen to through any of them just a little bit like okay i didn't like this sound and then came this band it's called nemic they were from denmark they sounded like fair factory back then and the sound blew me the fuck away and i was like wow that's big and fat and you know like yeah, mean and just loved it. So I said to Nuclear Blast, "I want to work with this guy." They said, "Okay, this is a Danish guy." And two months and you're gonna left now, but I don't know. I thought that's an American name that time. I don't know. And so I thought that I'm gonna work with an American producer, but no, that was that was him. And since then, that was a destroy album. And since then, I work with him, and that's that's great. I I won't change that. It's been a long time now.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like basically it's well he's 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 like the one constant in the band along with you. You just said the right thing. Exactly. For for me, I don't know when
1: I you know, we, we had some times that we, we recorded some singles or or we had the Nirvana cover still it was this year I think when we did that song and we recorded it without him, but he always did the mix. But when it comes to like an album, which is like for me, an album is really, really, really important. I need him. So this time he he flew to Hungary. I picked him up in Budapest and we recorded the bass and the drums in a Hungarian studio, not far from my my hometown. But it was so fast that we've been done with the drums in in one day. And with the bass, we've been done in, I don't know, four hours. And then we had like three days left, four days left, not nah, three days left. And so we're supposed to record the guitars in Denmark, but I have a fucking killer. I just had a killer deal on a amazing Mesa Boogie amp. And, you know, you can take it with your, with you in the plane to to Denmark. It's pretty heavy. It's like 25, 30 kilo. And, you know, the damage also is there. If you, if you, if, if they will damage the amp. So I said, what if you record the guitars here? But we, the studio was already booked out for the next day, so what you hear on the album, <laughs> on that, uh, we recorded all the guitars in my fucking bedroom, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, but but I'm sure that you know these things because you you yeah. know you come from this era, so yeah. You know, I was like, I have my home studio here. This is my small room, and I have my bedroom just like three four steps away from there. So we put all my fucking clothes in the corner for some isolation and we put there my Mesa cab the amp and two microphones and you know we did the tracking in 6 hours so we did only the vocals in Denmark <laughs> punk
0: hardcore <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i mean wow yeah that that's i mean recording everything in uh, at that speed then doing then doing the um doing the guitars in your bedroom the the only part of it that really is kind of like you know a big band recording is the fact that you spent 10 days in denmark doing the vocals other than that it's like it's demos it's demo speed the way you record yeah it. yeah i mean you know i
1: the way i work is like when i write the song i have this uh drum uh, program is called easy drummers really fucking good and but I used the the first edition. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really update it, you know. I just because the, everything is there what I need, and uh, I think it was made by the drummer from Meshuga. Pretty good, uh, you know, MIDI stuffs there, and I just throw them in, what I like, and and if I just need something to a little bit extended, then I just do it with my fingers with a, on a keyboard, you know, some some feels or stuff like that, and that's it. And then I play two guitars on left and right and some vocals. I don't play bass, <laughs> I give this to the band, <laughs> you can learn it now, and that's how it goes. So, actually, when, when the guys came to the studio, everyone knew the songs and uh, everyone uh, knew what's going on. So, we just put on the demo, we didn't even need it like uh, playing the drums because it was on the demo, yeah, and then and then and that's it. But the vocals are. Are different because I had no lyrics. I knew what I want, but I I just didn't have the lyrics. And we started to work. And this time, <laughs> two was so cool. When it could, because when I started to sing the first song, I don't remember anyway anymore what was the first song I sing. But I sing the first you know line, and then he said like, "Okay, that was cool," but you sound like I said that you sound like a fourteen years old boy. Who wanted to fuck but he could not something like this and i said <laughs> fuck you yeah and then then i you know then i got out oh, what you hear on the album so i love to work with him Man, he's so cool and actually it was only him and me on the end studio it was just two of us and two dogs so it was cool
0: yeah yeah, that, man, that that is the way to record vocals—just one on one with a producer you trust, and who's comfortable enough to to insult you like he did. <laughs> but but also, but also, I think it's like I'm I'm all about the collaboration in the studio because it's like, yeah, I'm a singer, and and you know, I, I I've got a rough idea of what I want, but by the same token. If you've got an idea, tell me what it is.
1: Exactly, and two is exactly like this, and and I love this because, you know, you can hear on the album that we we got also some clean vocals this time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot, not not just a few part, but like many of it there. You know, and and, and he helped me because lately I started to sing clean on my clean voice. You know, and it's because. I don't know. It just came. I have an acoustic guitar and I used to sing at home uh, when I feel like that. And it became a lot more to sing on my clean voice. And, and uh, when I wrote the songs, I just felt, I don't know. It just has to be there. And I wasn't really sure in my clean voice, you know, because I never really did. I did some. And we even have an acoustic album. But yeah, I forget about that acoustic album. That's not really on the top. But anyway, so... <laughs> You know, and two helped me, and and he's amazing, and and he has ideas, and I love that. When he said, you know, you should do it in this way, and push it there and here, and you know, and and I listen to him. Sometimes not, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I said, sometimes I tell him this was this is bullshit. Just you know, let's go forward. And but he he always got great ideas, and and I trust him. Like you said, a producer you trust. That's so important, and I trust him because in the end, you know this album has to make happy him and me too and then everyone else. So yeah, yeah. it was it was great. He always got great ideas. Also with guitars, also with the tone, you know, he's a guitar player himself and a really fucking good one. He plays really good. And uh yeah. So it's it's just great to, to work with him.
0: Yeah. And the thing is what what I find as well is that there's you know having spoken to producers over the years for the podcast and you know through recording and stuff um it's 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 a different approach with with doing vocals because if you tell a guitarist that he's out of tune that's fine you just stop and you tune up and you you know and you look at the guitar and you go <clears throat> damn this guitar but you tell a singer he's out of tune <sighs> yeah that's a little different right there
1: yeah, yeah, man. I mean, if you, I'm sorry, I just have to let my dog out. So
0: <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, that's
1: okay. She wanted to go out. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. And he's he, he telling me, you know, this time it was so fucking cool that actually I didn't really trust in my voice, man. You know, I was like, I was like, I was singing and he said, he said it's fucking good man. What's the problem? I said no, I think it's out of tune. I think I'm not on the right tone and 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 he was like Yeah, I'm not on the right note and he said but it's there. But also when I was not there he said it and you know and but it's 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 great, you know when someone is telling it to you on a nice way that it's cool and especially from him. He's he can't sing. Do <laughs> <laughs> he can't sing? I I, I he has a he has one country album he did, he made it with his ex wife and it's pretty good but yeah it's you know not not like johnny cash but he's got a good voice but but it was it, 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 he know he know what and where and how to put and how to do and it, it's great man but you're right if, <laughs> if you're a singer but you know these days what's going on you know it's real good that mm-hmm. actually a lot of a lot of bands are making albums with nice melodic parts, which will never be like this, like that, like on the album in live. And I want to, I want to sing everything in live. Yeah. At least very, very close to it. Like yeah. it's on the album. And yeah. I think we made it.
0: I Well, I think you definitely nailed it. And, um, and I, uh, by the way, to Madsen, great vocalist, fantastic guitarist. I've never met him, but I hate him already. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm jealous. It's, um, it's so important that when you're you know when you were saying there i i recognize exactly what you mean with that not liking what you're doing and mm-hmm. but having somebody the other side of the glass saying no 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 this you have to believe me that it is working you just don't have the confidence in it yet so let's just do a version I'll play it back to you to prove that it works and then we'll go again and you have the confidence of hearing that it works.
1: <laughs> you say you don't know him, but that's exactly how he works. <laughs> that's what he does. And we have the song, we just released uh, You and Me, that's our second singer. And the end of the song, that's that was really cool, man, because he wanted me to, he wanted me to freak out. Because I did a lot of heavy screaming there, like really... Really heavy. I mean, on this album, on *Vivid Black*, my scream changed. It's different. I, I opened my mouth a lot more open. You know, just like yeah, let everything out. And it's not, more, it's not like groaning. You know, like it was before. It's yeah. more like real yelling, screaming from anger, and I did that, and. On the end of the song "You and Me," he wanted me to do that even more, <laughs> and I was like, "How the fuck I'm gonna do that more, man?" I mean, I already can't breathe. You know, I was like, I was like passing out. And he said, "But I, but I know that you can do it. I want to feel like you die, because this is this is what is about in the, in the lyrics." And I did, and if you listen to that song, you can hear that I I just I just losing my breath. I just uh, you and me, uh, uh, and it's like that, yeah. and. And when I first I you know when I was hearing it through through my headphones, I was thinking this is gonna sound like I just stitch it in my pants. it sucks, it's not good. <laughs> you know that's how I felt and yeah. he said, you're coming out and we're gonna listen to it because this is fucking killer and I went out and I listened to it and and he was right but you know when I was in the in in the 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 walk' room in the small isolated room it, I, it to me it sounded like like unprofessional, just like, because I even lose that words, You can't even hear what I'm saying, but he said, this song needed this, and he was right. And uh, yeah, we will let it like that, but you know, come back to the album. I mean, just like the recording was, like we talked about how long, but the mixing was three months. Oh <laughs> so man. It, it was three fucking
0: long months three yeah. painful yeah. months
1: yeah yeah I mean like two weeks was because he we went on the holidays so we could not do anything but I was fine with that and of course I, I you know it yourself you you bring home some raw mixing which is of course n- not what you want but you can listen to the songs yeah and actually the song was to me already really fucking close to what you hear on the album But, but because when you hear this album I mean, you hear what's going on in the world now. Uh, and and you can hear that most of the band sounds the same. You know, the same snare, the same kick, the same yeah. La- uh, guitar yeah. sound.
0: Yeah, it's called laptop metal. Exactly,
1: yeah. And I told him, first of all, I want a snare which cuts. And it's not like a boomy snare like this. <laughs> this. Because, you know, in the end of 90s and the early 2000s, which... Actually, I'm come from. The snare was like a fucking gun shot, you know, just like yeah, really sharp and yeah. So we started with that, and 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 also the guitar sound. And when he came back from the holidays, he did a guitar sound, which sent me and I called him and I said, "Fuck no, this is this is far away from what we need, man." And but he was really cool this time, and he said because we could. In the past, we could go some really bad arguments, you know, but not this time. I <laughs> said, okay, let... I told him, you know, just take everything off, everything off and just let that fucking raw sound which comes through the mics and yeah. the guitar and the amp. And that's what you hear on the album.
0: Yeah, I see. And I see what you mean as well, because because you've gone in there and, and put the vocals on, which is so aggressive and so raw, the 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 music has to match that,
1: yeah, yeah. And this time I really wanted the vocals in the face, really in the face. like like when you put on the the fucking headphones, it's it's like I'm screaming in your head, you know, and 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 this worked out. But it took three months. <laughs> well,
0: well I, I can confirm having listened to the album on headphones today, it was like you were screaming in my ears. So you know. Perfect. Perfect.
1: <laughs> then we fucking nailed it, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, as a as a as a fellow singer who's who's you know prone to to screaming and and you know using that kind of aggression and stuff um and funnily enough i know what you said about feeling unprofessional because it's like you either lost your breath or you go slightly out of time or something like that and mm-hmm. you and you need somebody to sit there and go doesn't matter yeah. doesn't matter it's it's yeah. about the it's about the emotion it's about the take and no i am not going to mess around with it and put it in time because then it will sound wrong it sounds right just slightly off
1: yeah yeah, and, and and that's how it is, man. And uh, actually, the whole the whole album went this way. You know, I just I just stuck in some points like you and me, and then we have the the last song, "Ram," which is like I think that's that's a that's the darkest song on the album, and that's actually about uh, it's about that I I, I just uh, you know I lost my mom and and she passed away and and uh, I'm sorry, man. Thank you, uh, and you know it was just. Uh, she was still alive when I, when I start when I, when the whole song came, I mean, I just came home to see my parents and she had a horrible cancer and, and I came home and, and she changed um, every way. And then, you know, I, I went back to the place I live. And when I was driving home, it was, it was night dark and, and rainy and, And everything just came to my head and I went home and I just sit down with the guitar. I wrote and I wrote this song. And in the end, when there is this clean vocals, I that's that's actually what I felt for her. And it's hard to talk about it, but it's yeah, it's also one song way good to, you know, good to talk it out because actually it's on the album too. So everyone will hear it. But I'm telling it now that it's about that what I actually wished for her that, you know, just leave everything behind because the pain she had to go through uh, was just horrible to see. And I could not do nothing. Not me, not my dad, not my sister, not my brother, no one, not the doctors, actually, no one. And, and I felt like I always felt in my life. And, Always that God just fucking left me behind, yeah. But you you feel it in the album and you see it on the cover that I'm not really religious, you know. And uh, Mm it's not it's not just also about like I would be like Satan or whatever, you know. It's just in between the two things and then going more into the dark side because um, the bright side somehow when I when I felt that something started to be okay or or better than it was taken away and that was this time my mother so yeah, yeah it's it's a dark album man
0: yeah man look i i i had there's a song on our last album that's about losing my father and um and very Sorry much about it uh, it's okay man it's um it but but i recognize those feelings that you were saying in what you were talking about um the same you know i I won't go into details but exactly what you said about no one being able to do anything and also feeling like if there is a god then they're just a sadistic fucker who exactly
1: i feel and feel yeah
0: yeah yeah it's like i'm sorry but that person did not deserve that and there's no fucking reason on earth why that should have happened to that person um, it's, and the, it's injustice, injustice. It ex,
1: yeah, yeah. And 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 actually, I was I was there when I was not exactly there when she died because we could not be there. But a few hours before we were there when we actually had to leave, and uh, it was fucking horrible. Yeah. And yeah, if if God is dead and where 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 this motherfucker is, when when someone. Like you said, like your like your dad, like my mom. That you know, they just because okay, um, you know, I'm I'm a motherfucker, but I, I admit it, I am. You know, I did things, and you know, but my mother, she never did anything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So fuck right. God, man, and fuck, fuck, the fuck, fuck all this. Fake motherfuckers, you know, who, who, who was telling me like someone there in the hospital? I just met there. Someone we just was coming out with my father after a visiting, which was like one of the last one. And someone came there on the hallway and say like, "God is, God is with you." And they said, "Fuck you," you know. And I'm and yeah, I,
0: you know what I mean. And Absolutely. you know the feel. Yeah, <laughs> I this is weird, man. I went in to see my dad when he was in hospital and some some priest or someone from a church had been round and put little wooden crosses um at, at, on the ends of every bed and the first yeah. thing I, and the first thing i did was take it off and put it in the fucking bin and cut and find oh. the head and find right. the head nurse and find the head nurse and say if that person comes back again make sure that that you tell them you do not put a cross. On my dad's bed, ever right? He I didn't, feel, uh, you know. I'm with you, he didn't believe. I don't believe. My mom doesn't believe. And mm. d- how fucking dare you? You know what I mean?
1: Same here. Same here. My mom would never wanted a fucking priest or or some some bullshit talk. You know, when when we had the funeral, we we didn't have a priest. You know, we just did it with the family and with with friends, and no fucking. Hypocrite bullshit, there, you know, and and because if if God is there, you know, and or, or anything like that from that word, they say, you know, then why someone who who, who actually, if if there is an angel, then my mom was there, yeah, and she died horrible, you know. Yeah. So fuck the whole thing. But it's in the song; it's there, and I don't know. how I'm gonna play that song live, but I will. I want to play it. I I want to play it. It's gonna be hard but
0: yeah i will do it do you know, i i tell you man we performed the the song live about my about my dad and um even now the i mean you know he passed in 2007 and the album we and we released the album in 2019 even now when we play that song there are times where i just fucking lose it and yeah. I, I i i just all of a sudden I'm back in this stu- and I, you know, you know what I mean by um, you know, you've got your live singing, then you've got your studio singing. Obviously, you can't sing like you do in the studio live because you get halfway through one song and that'd be the end of it. Um <laughs> but um sometimes it's I just can't stop myself because I can feel the emotions and all my technique and all my breathing goes out the fucking window.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yet with this song, but I think I'm gonna go through this because already when I'm, I'm just singing it now here in home, you know, in in in, the, in my home studio, playing it with the guitar. It's sometimes I just, you know, stop and I can't, and you know, I feel like crying, and you know, the, the tears are, the crying is like choking my throat, and because this is all real, like you said for this album, that it's personal and it's honest and it's real because. It is, and probably is not this album is not for everyone, but uh, but for those like you and me, and all those who is dealing with not just with uh, losing someone you love, but a lot of disappointment, you know, in in people you trusted, and it will. I think it will help. Like for me, helped those bands I grew up, you know, like. I don't
0: know all those bands you know so yeah yeah I let's think hope yeah I mean well look I I you know I can tell you that it certainly worked for me um okay. and, and 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 the thing is I think it's so important that we come back to that word personal genuine honest authentic all of that stuff means that hey you know what it's like when the album comes out people will tell you what the songs are about you know and you're like yeah. okay whatever you know whatever it means to you um but it's as long as they are honest and it, you know that there are people that are going to be out there that are going to hear songs and, that are, and they are going to mean so much to them because they they know what you're going through and they they're, they're Probably going through something similar, or have been.
1: Yeah, well, I really hope that they're gonna feel feel this album, because of course it's important. You know, it's it's an album, it's an art, and but, uh, yeah, I can't can't fucking wait to be on tour, which is actually gonna happen in March. So I can't awesome. wait. Unfortunately, no UK date yet, but we're working on a separated UK date. UK oh two. man.
0: That well, that'd be fucking great. That'd be great. And I, uh, you know, I'll be there. Don't you worry about that. Um, but one thing I was gonna say, you said something there as a bit of a throwaway comment, I think, but I'd like to pick up on it. It's okay. an it's an album. It's yeah. not it's not just ten songs, it's a fucking album. And you yes. and I both and we both know what I mean. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it is an album and uh it's so cool because in, in the end, you know, when I started to write, <clears throat> sorry, when I started to write, I didn't know how it's going to come out. And then and, and I just hope that the songs are going to be connected, you know. And, uh, you know, when you put together the set list in the end, that you know, the playlist, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the story, the track list. Yes. Are, you know, you always uh, kind of like struggling. This time it wasn't it wasn't too hard because actually when I was listening to the songs, they kind of like created a t- track list. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, when I was listening to the songs, I, I always felt the connection one to the other. So it is really, really an album, which, which is just like, you know, reflecting back reflects for you that the darkness of, uh, of some really hard times and it's and it's just uh I don't know it's so real man. And so it wasn't it, it it in the end it really became an album. So you have to listen to the whole album, not just like one or two songs. Yeah. At least I hope it's gonna be like that. But you know I always get some feedbacks when yours too. When someone's listening to it like like the Hungarian Metal Hammer guy just told me that Hummerverse, sorry, not Metal Hummer. Hammerboard guy, he told me that he put on the album, he listened to it and when the last song went down, you know, it was done, he had to listen to it again <laughs> and it's good because then that, that means this is an album this is an album, it's not just you know, it's not just songs together it's an album because it, it talks about one big emotion
0: well dude, absolute truth, I had the same experience, I listened to it back to awesome. back twice straight away oh, great it's great to hear that man <laughs> oh man honestly you. and 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 you know yeah i mean I, i'm in a band but let's face it the reason why we're all in bands is because we're fans of music and just listening yeah. wasn't it wasn't enough we had to we had to get in there and get involved mm. um and uh first time i listened to it i was like oh, wow I need to you, honestly, my honest feelings were I listened to the whole album and I was like, right, I need to listen to that again to make sure that what I just experienced is is repeated <laughs> is repeated again. Do you know what I mean? It's it's kinda okay. like, What did that really happen? I don't know. Quick, play it again. Awesome, man. <laughs> that feels so good to me to hear it. Really, thank you oh no thank you you wrote it um well you know it's honestly it's a real work of achievement and and i'm glad you got on to talking about um uh singing your clean singing as well because um it does pop up a few times and it and it's great because there is that it gives you so much more dynamics, because you know, as much as I love, and as much as I'm sure you love, the aggressive shit, um, it, there, there's got to be light and shade. Yeah, yeah, and and it it really works.
1: I'm 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 so glad that you you dig it, man, because like I said, I wasn't really sure in my voice, and two two gave me the you know that that support. Yeah, uh, that that is great, man. And because I I even told him, you know, if, if these clean parts are not working, I'm just gonna scream. <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. I told him. Yeah. And he told me no fucking way, man. This is great here, and and that's change changing dynamics, like you said. But you know they are they, these these clean vocals are, you know, yeah. The end of Ram is is pretty much. Kind of like you can say, like nice and pretty, you know, but the others are more like a little bit more like sick, you know, like they're not happy, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> None of them. But kind of catchy, you know, especially the end of uh You Belong There, which is before before M. And then this reference is just you know, just repeating, and it's one of my favorites in the album between the other the clean parts, and uh yeah, I'm. I'm really glad that actually that we did all the things with the clean vocals because, like I told you, I, I told you that if it doesn't work, I just scream.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but the thing is that that's that is that's your kind of um, fallback position, and it, and it's yeah. import, it's important as a singer. I know exactly what you mean. It's important as a singer to be able to, you know, when when you're doing something that's been that's been suggested and you're not completely convinced you need, you need that fallback position of, well, if it doesn't work, and what you're thinking in your head is, I'm, I don't think it's working, then I can always just scream through it. Yeah, And, 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 and that, you know, that, that gives you that freedom to try it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, wait a second. Just one. I'm <laughs> again Okay, maybe so <laughs> Bad. As my sister, she lets the dog to me all the time. I said, I can't talk. because this dog needs one hundred twenty percent attention. <laughs> That's it. That <laughs> so go back, you know, to the to the to the to this. I mean, yeah, you know, but I also wanted to do clean vocals, like like I said before, that I'm able to sing it in every situation so you know like on stage it's not always the best you know but these are the vocals that I know that I can do even if now we are using in-ear monitors you know which is really fucking good so I can hear everything but you know sometimes they don't work then you need the old school monitors you know the wedges then it's not sure you're gonna hear it but I still these are the, the vocals that I know that I can sing and I I wrote these vocals on the way that I try them that so I can switch you know from screen to clean and back and and they work so I can't, I can't this is gonna be the first time in my life that I need to use that many clean vocals so um I'm of course I'm gonna just like practice them a lot yeah but so far it's working and I'm I'm really curious what uh, what the people are gonna say when they hear it in life so interesting Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> well I I really particularly like what you did on the song vivid black because when I when I listened to the album first okay I just put it on I wasn't looking at song titles um I don't think I even knew what the album title was or I, I you know I forgot and I just I downloaded it played it through my stereo and when that song came on I just uh, about halfway through. I thought, "Yeah, this has got to be the title track," and I looked it up, and I was like, "Fucking hell! Of course it is." How did you know that, man? <laughs> because of the because of the the dynamics. Because also the it's kind of got a a gra- it's kind of got a grand feeling about it. Um, just kind of it just kind of poked its head. Above the other tracks in a different kind of way, and I just I just felt like it's it, that song is going. This is what it's all about, you know. And also the fact that the way you use your uh, clean vocals in that song is it's, it's quite unusual, but it's really impactful. <laughs> quite unusual.
1: That's cool, man. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, my brother who used to play in the band. He yeah. came home for the funeral of my mom. And, and then we. I told him, so if you want to listen to the album, we're going to take a ride with my car. We're just driving. On, it's 34 minutes. So we didn't, didn't have to take a long drive. But I said, you know, we're going to listen to the album. And it's best to do it in the car. So we went with the car. And really Black is his favorite song. And he he just chose it as the favorite song. And I said, Why? I said, I don't know, man, but he said the same. The way you sing here, it's just so cool. I don't know how is that because, but for me, it was like, you know, what you hear that, that melody, that little melody in the guitar, which is kind of like, I wouldn't call it a melody. It's a little bit thick. That's what I say to all these things, you know, I can thick. Mm-hmm. but that's the way that I could sing on it, you know, and combine it with 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 the screaming and the end of the song, that really fucking heavy, mm. groovy riff, with just like a fucking hammer. So, Baby Black is one of my favorite songs on the album. But actually, to me, the whole album is my favorite right now. I, yeah. I have to listen to the whole album, and I listen to it. But I'm glad uh, that you picked out Baby Black.
0: Oh, mate. I, yeah, big time. And um, I can describe it as... Um, I, I I mean this is a compliment. I honestly mean this is a compliment. uh, you sound a bit like a serial killer on that track. <laughs> thank you. It is a compliment. thank you. <laughs> yeah, but the song is like that. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, because... it's
1: unnerving. man, thank you so much for. This, this is the biggest compliment I, I, I get until now. I sound like a serial killer. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Really, because I the song is about that. You know, like if you listen to the lyrics, it's uh, I was, you know, when when, it's about the, it's about those fucking nights, man. When, when I thought that things are gonna be gonna be kind of like over and it was about also you know really black is also about a bad really really fucking bad relationship i had and uh i was serious seriously thinking about you know maybe it's better to kill this motherfucker you know yeah Yeah, you can when you listen to the lyrics it's really in there it's all your fucking bitch you know it's like and uh but I just wrote a song instead of kill. <laughs> but <laughs> but as as I get this amazing compliment from you, it's it became quite uh,
0: real to the music. That's uh, well, that's really cool. That's really cool because I, I, you know, I mean, I, obviously, I'm trying to pick out the the words as well because you know, I'm I'm the lyricist with my band, and lyrics are very important to me, and. Oh, um yeah. You know, I I consider myself a writer who can sing rather than than a singer who can write. To me, it's more important what I'm saying rather than how I'm saying it. It's very important. The words are very important because, uh,
1: like we talked about it, you know, the songs can give uh, sometimes like a helping hand for 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 people, you know, and mm-hmm. and the music is a big help, but of course, you know, the words are the the real thing. You know, you say the you say those two three words, and, and you can. And I don't want to be like arrogant here or something like, but but you know what I'm talking about because you're a musician too, so you can save someone's life, man. You know, and and take someone back to the track, or just or just make that person feel. I'm not the only motherfucker who feels like this. And I think that's cool because that's what happened to me when I'm listening to my favorite musics, you know, or, or, or I would say not even to the favorite music, but I just find a song which just will comfort me and make me feel better, a lot better than, yeah. than I felt before. And that's just one song and the words definitely the most important
0: yeah and I know exactly um what you feel what you know how you feel and I'm sure over the years you've had people tell you you know various things of how your music's affected them and how it's helped them in dark times and things like that and for me after all these years for me that is still uh yeah oh playing you know playing a main stage on a on a huge festival doing a really successful tour that's all great but when someone tells you those things that's bigger than yeah. it all that's bigger than all of it yeah. and it's 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 going to be so strange but it's
1: always happened in my life i think not too many times but it happened that uh, you know when i was about just to give up Because it happens, you know. You know what I mean. Mm, And yeah, yeah. so it was just like, okay, it's I'm down. I'm just tired, and it's just fucking down. And then I don't know how, but then I just got someone who is a fan and just writes me. Or it happened that I was walking on the street, completely fucked up, and they say, "Hey, man, are you from Latvia?" Yeah, and you know, man. Thank you for your music. Thank you for music, and I, you know you can feel it when it's real, because there are some people who just, you know, just saying it for a different reason. But this, you know, this these things when this happened, it was fucking real. And 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 this, you know, this person just said that thank you for your music, and you saved my life. And then I'm like, man, I'm doing something which is important, and it's, uh, and this gives me power, and it gives me. Make me feel like I'm doing something that helps others, and it's mine you know maybe it sounds like uh, oh everyone said that before or or you know, just like uh, you know what I mean. but the mm. thing is that that helped me out and then you know, just like a good restart, a good restart. and uh, it it happened a few times in my life, like two or three times, maybe four, but then, it's always this, this thing happened that someone just told me that how important is my music to that person? And that I'm like, okay, so then okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's continue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I absolutely get that because ultimately sometimes you need, sometimes you need reminding, you know, you can get, you can get stuck in your own head and yeah. sometimes it takes someone else to come along and just say something completely out the blue like that, you know, completely unsolicited, and then and and it does make you it kind of recalibrates you, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, just like a restart, a good one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like,
0: a re- a yeah, a reboot. Yeah, reboot. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And it worked, and uh, and I'm glad that that happened because sometimes it was pretty much uh, the end. But I'm sure you know how it feels,
0: uh yeah, absolutely, um I mean well, look I mean you know i was I was away from music for many, many years, and um ultimately had you know just it had to come back. it was you know I was calling my name um, and uh, you know once once I was back in it, I was just kind of like, oh, why did I ever leave? This is just <laughs> you know this this is but you had that- to because yeah
1: and I, there I, are sometimes sometimes just some some life situations so some something just comes and then that's maybe the best if you i mean it had a reason because yeah. you had to do it.
0: oh, I was done, I was absolutely fucking done, and I'm sure you know what I mean. I was done yeah. with working with those motherfuckers anymore I'm gonna. <laughs> Fuck off and do something without anyone, and that's why I went. I literally went from you know being in a five-piece band, fucking hating everybody, and then I went and became a stand-up comedian and did that for twenty years on my own.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean because you know I, I had uh, once I had a lineup change, which was like three guys left, and we are four. <laughs> that means yeah. I was alone. So you know how it is. But two and a half hours later, I had another lineup. It's not. I'm I'm not saying it to be an asshole, you know. Just like say, hey, that's me. But actually, you know, I mean, man, this is my way for fucking thirty years, and somebody's coming with. It's coming, and not if not, then there's more. Close it and never come back. Fuck you. And and you know, so many fans, you know, not not just because of actomorph, but you know, all all the bands that, you know, who they love or or follow and then they see a lineup change and then they say and like, you know, they blame it on the one who is there for the the longest time and actually they should see that that person is there because that's the one who is fucking believing that whole thing, you know, and it's doing it. And then they don't see that the fans, they don't see that this is kind of like a fucking relationship or like a marriage that there is marriage and there is fucking divorce, you know, and that's how fucking going in. You know,
0: just oh. fucking get over it. Oh. You know? it, it, and it's not the thing is as well, is as you as you said earlier, you you weren't in one marriage. You were in three marriages, and they all <laughs> divorced you at the same time. Deal with that, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And
1: the fans doesn't see it, you know. Of course that they, you know, what this is like there's the four or five guys on stage and, you know, they are the, the ones like I want to be, you know, just hanging out, going from show to show, you know, having all this fun, drinking, fucking, you know, all these things. But that's more. That's a lot more. I don't want to be like a whining bitch here, but, you know, you know it, that it is a lot more. And and if, if this doesn't work like they think, then they think that, you know, the, the one who's in the band the longest time... As a motherfucker, and in this case it's me. (laughs) But
0: but, I'm in the I'm in the same I'm in the same position, mate. I'm the only I'm the only one. I'm the only one like original.
1: You can take all the fucking blames on you, man. Like me.
0: Yeah. But I but you know, I don't give a fucking
1: fuck, man. I mean someone thinks of me that I'm an asshole, then I'm an asshole. You know, actually I have to focus on the people who 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 likes or even more, loves what I do, because that's the most important, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm the kind of musician, you know, when, when a fan stops me, you know, on the street or at the show, you know, taking a picture or talking a little bit or, or, or just like, you know, really like a fan meeting or stuff like this, you know, I do it because I know that without them and it's my sounds a cliche, but it is the fucking truth without the fans, this band would be nowhere. Me, I would be nowhere because, I mean, I could be. I could sit at home and, and play for myself. And without them, I mean, without them, we, we we could never make it on the level as it is now for now fucking 30 years, which is, I mean, that's a lot. And, you know, I'm so appreciative of all of them for being there. And those who are left, wow, what can I do? sorry but then they had their reason but you know I'm happy that there's a many
0: more who comes <laughs> so and, yeah. and I hope that many more many more will come with the new album but they but also those those encounters with um with fans I I fucking love that man you know, I mean, yeah, of course, it's a pain in the ass sometimes if you've got to get somewhere and, you know, pe- people keep stopping you and you like occasionally you just have to go, I'm sorry, but I've got to keep going. But I, I love all those little bits of interaction because you, yeah. you know, you you hear from genuine, honest people what they genuinely, honestly think. And you know the the shows they've seen you at, and you know the favorite albums and songs and things that mean a lot to them. And, and I I I love hearing that. I, you know, that as as a kid, I remember going to see you know Metallica, Anthrax, Master Puppets tour, and just thinking, wow, fucking, you know, fucking hell, how amazing would it be to 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 do that, and you know, for people to stop you and say your your music's fucking amazing, and I'm never going to forget that. And I'm never going to be too busy. That's the right thing you say. Yeah, it's the same for me. And unfortunately, I had
1: some people in the band who who just forgot it real easy, real fast, you know. And that's uh, mm-hmm. with my own eye, and they just fucking forgot it. And yeah. in a very rude way. So... Yeah, I, I I always have time for the fans. I always have time to hear that they're telling me that they love what I do. So yeah, it's 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 the best thing in the world, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who who doesn't love <laughs> being stopped by people and told how great you are? Hey? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, even if they're fucking drunk sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they're always fucking drunk, you know. but it still counts.
1: <laughs> it still fucking counts, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> um it's um but it, it is, it's like it it all comes with being in a band and that's I'm I'm saying I say this to the guys all the time that like every day, every hour of every day, the dynamic between us changes as you know you, you, one day, someone's in a bad mood. Someone's in a good mood. Someone's really yeah. happy. Someone's, and then the following day, and and like even during the day, that can all change round. You know, and oh, it's it, yeah, it's <laughs> just, but it's it's just, but it's just about giving people space, letting people be, and as I always say, look, we've we've all got shit on us. Just don't get your shit on me. Yeah, that's true.
1: And also, you know what I to experience is like you know i don't know I, I i do the band for i don't know this and that long time you know and then i take someone in you know someone joined the band and uh, and some of them can like uh always appreciate it and some of them can forget it real fast you know and just uh, enjoying the all those good things which is with. when someone stops you and tell you that i love your music and, and I, what I see is just like what I see is just like that it's so easy to get used to be there and be well known and recognized, you know, and then forget that they weren't there before, you know. And uh, and I think if, I, if if I, I can do that that after 30 years, nice nice 30 years, I'm still. Yeah. I still don't forget where I come from, because I'm not, you know, because there is, you know, ups and downs. It's it's this life. That's life, you know.
0: Dude, but I think yeah, I'm exactly the same. So, you know, like, well, quite quite a few, a few more years in, but I'm exactly the same. Which is, look, I've been doing this since the very fucking beginning, and I'm the singer. So if anyone <laughs> Has got an excuse to be an arrogant twat. It's me. Which means <laughs> no one else gets to do that if if I'm not. Finally, someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah.
1: It it might sound, you know, fucked up to other people, but it is what it is, man. Especially when when you you do it for the longest time. You you are the one actually you're the one who's found the fucking band, you know, then. Come on, give some fucking respect, you know, and you get your things, you know, on every fucking side. But don't try to don't try to be fucking, you know, over me because eh, that's happened a few times. But well, well,
0: yeah, but also the thing is that your name is is. You know, you are Mr. Ectomorph I'm Mr. Acid Rain So if someone else, someone in the band Is being an arsehole And that reflects on the band name Well, that's my name as well Exactly And you know, I don't know how it was
1: for, for you But what I also experienced through the years Is that if uh, things are good It's for people If, yeah. uh, <laughs> if things are bad, that's Zoli You know, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah, fuck it, man. Yeah, everything's go- <laughs> everything's going well. We're all in it together. It's going badly. You fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, you know. No,
1: because. I know.
0: I, I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I really do.
1: Um, But actually, actually, you know, right, right now, this lineup we have now, it's I think the the best player is in since six or eight, seven years, maybe eight now. Chaba is is great. And the drummer is now pretty young, pretty fresh. He he's in he was in this October, since a year, pretty fresh. The the guitar player is he's here now for three years. So, but actually, we had a we had a European tour with Reborn. And uh, that was the first tour for the runner. He had to learn a lot, <laughs> you know. And like when you were talking about, you know, when you are in the band and you spend all the time together, especially when you're on, on a, you know, a tour for, like we, we do, like what we're going to have now tour is going to be 39 days and no day off. That's something like... <laughs> can fuck you up, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Oh, yeah it,
0: it, it, that's a that's a social know, experiment. That's a fucking reality TV show right there.
1: Yeah man yeah and and, and you know you there and and of course because I I do it for a long time now I have experience you know so I know how to handle situations but but like 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 my, my new drummer, who's excellent I love what he does. You can hear it on the album I mean fucking great I mean he he grown up on his favorite drummer, Joy Jordan, and and he plays in that style, and I love that because I love the style. You know, and but he came on the tour, and and uh, I think that was the second show, <laughs> in Germany, and uh, he he just went to drink with the support bands, you know, and we have this have this big fucking bus, all you know, we are like four bands in all guys, you know, everyone is partying, and of course me learning through the years after the show you can drink you can have a little bit of fun but then go to your fucking bed and sleep at least try to sleep because the next day you need to be there again 100 percent. and what he did he didn't lay down he, he didn't went to his bed he just went to drink and when i woke up around seven or eight in the morning i went down he was still up and he said no i slept nothing and he con he was continued to doing the same shit, and then the night came. You know, they came the came the show, and it was pretty crowded. And he sucked. He fucking sucked. <laughs> and then and then you know we went to to the dressing room, and I screamed. I said, "Fuck you!" I said, "This is what you do, man. This is what you fucking do. This this, this is how you want to do a fucking another like like twenty eight shows like this. You will be dead." In the next two days, man, if you do this, you can't fucking do this. And then he then he was listening to me and you know went to bed in time and managed it. But I see it like so many times, you know, with with, uh, with those bands are coming on tour with us that they just you know the singers are losing their voice yeah. <laughs> on the second day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, guys. Don't fucking go outside from the bus and beat your drink and, 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 and yell oh, in your favorite I... song, you know, in a fucking minus two degrees or stuff because you will lose your voice. No, I'm not. And then they do.
0: Oh man. D- dude, I, I literally I had that experience um oh like this year. I, I had that experience early in the year, and um I was sat on the bus. And I could hear about 10 people outside all having a conversation, having a great time. And I really, really wanted to be outside having a chat with everybody, but it was freezing fucking cold. And we've got, and we've got, we've got shows to do. So I've just, so I'm just sat on the bus scrolling on my phone on my own. No doubt. A few people going, Oh yeah. Singer's disease. Th- thinks he's better than everyone else no I just can't be out there
1: and then you lost your voice
0: yeah well no. yeah exactly if I go out there then like you know if I lose my voice then there's no show tomorrow how rock and roll is yeah. that not,
1: yeah, there, and then, you know? not and you know and that's, I just saw it like but it, I have to tell you that I learned it on my own I mean I have you know my first real tour was with uh, propane and uh, those guys are fucking hardcore you know they yeah i mean <laughs> man they can do anything they can they they i mean the the lineup now it's only gary so th- those guys are not there anymore who was there at the time back in 2003 but all this you know all this back... old lineup was like hardcore guys they could stay up to 6 and gary Gary can drink gin tonic till six in the morning, and the next day he has a voice. But he was already older than me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I lost my voice on the third show, and my throat was bleeding. So, yeah, and plus I got my bunk in the bed close to this little window, which was open all night long because these guys were big and they, you know, they were always warm, and you. Can you imagine I'm in my bed, man? The wind is just like fucking killing inside the bus and straight to my face. So I lost my voice. But actually not because of that. It's because... I stayed up. I was chasing chicks and, and drinking and smoking, you know, all the fucking rock and roll life, you know, yeah. like, yeah, uh, that's what you do.
0: All the things that later on in life you would shout at other members for doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just fucking,
1: fucking lost my voice. And it was horrible because I did lose my voice in, you know, in the Hungarian times when we played in Hungary in these weekend shows. But this was different. Because the next day you fucking had to be there, you just had to sing. You just, and I couldn't speak at all. But somehow I managed it on the stage. And then Gary gave me a few good advice. He said, It's better if you go sleep because you're not, you're not that level, not yet, that you can keep your voice. And then, uh, yeah, now I know how to do it. it. Still can happen, you know, I'm not saying it's, uh, that I'm that, that strong, that I'm not going to lose my voice anymore. But of course, that I, when I see or feel the signs of that, I do everything to avoid because you know it, you're a singer, that when you lose your voice, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Because you you can't change the strings like on a fucking guitar. You know, it's just gone and it's painful. Sometimes it's not even painful. That's the worst. One. I don't know if you had that yeah kind of losing voice when it's not painful but you just can't speak.
0: Oh I, I I had the um I had the like that when you were saying throat bleeding I had um my throat was, was red raw and I ended up going oh. to hosp I ended up going to hospital because because oh, I, I well I couldn't eat because oh. it, I, I couldn't swallow it was it was just too fucking painful and I certainly couldn't have anything hot because that was just like fucking like I was being tortured felt like I was having like lava pulled down my throat and um, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the doctor just shone a light into my, into my mouth and down my throat. And he basically said, okay, I'm going to give you paracetamol, which you've got to dissolve and gargle with it because that will help Uh with the pain um, and not speak a single word for two days and i love to fucking talk <laughs> <laughs> this was your
1: time for silence man yeah <laughs> uh, oh,
0: every everybody else was fucking really happy <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this happened on tour
0: yeah yeah so oh, we, fuck we,
1: then we, what happened yeah no we
0: had, yeah we had to lose two shows um uh so two shows got cancelled and those two shows were 33 years ago and people still fucking complain about it Ugh. you that's know how people is man <laughs> well it, it is but you know what the point i'm making is that's what happens when you fuck up yeah people don't forget you let them down <laughs> and yeah. i did i did i can't deny it
1: but what can you do man i mean losing yeah. your voice just a second my dog With Markie, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my I father.
0: was just, I was just young I was just young and stupid and um you know I wasn't looking after myself properly I mean you know that would never happen now same
1: here same here when I lost my voice like really bad it was uh it, we, we were not I mean I I lost several times on tour like you know like European tours but the the worst was when we were still in Hungary, and uh, those very early times, and I I felt that I'm gonna lose it and but I was like, "Fuck that, who cares you know and I say I kept drinking, of course, which didn't help at all, and that time in the clubs, you know, smoking was still still allowed, so everybody was smoking and and then, yeah, it started bleeding and but it was just weekend shows, and it, then at that time it was really painful. And yeah. uh, I went to the hospital. They checked it and they said, you know, there was no fucking cell phones and stuff like that. I had to walk around with a uh, with some papers, man, <laughs> and a pen if I want because yeah. I got absolutely zero talk. I I couldn't talk at all. Nothing. The doctor told me if I will I will lose my voice for fucking ever. And uh, I got some wow. inhalating shit, you know, I had to go every day to the hospital. They didn't keep me in, but I had to go in every day, you know, for treatment. And uh, it took like two or three weeks until it came back. And they told me, you're not allowed to sing anymore <laughs> the way you were singing. And I said, fuck no, I want to sing. I need to. That's my life. Yeah. And I did. And uh yeah, I had a few times when I lost it on tour. And I remember when we played in South South America, we played in uh, uh, Sao Paulo. But we've been a day before in Rio. And I lost my voice in one fucking night in the biggest heat. Oh, <laughs> how no. the, I don't know how the fuck that happened, man. The window was open. And, uh, you know, I just... You know, lay down to sleep. And the next day I woke up when I was swallowed. I already felt that that's not good. But you know, if it was like in, I don't know, in somewhere in Switzerland, in Germany, in the middle of the winter, you would understand. But it was fucking hot outside. And I lost my voice. And we went the next day to play in Sao Paulo. That was like, I don't know, like 600 people. Everyone was waiting for us. And I had zero voice. But when I went on stage, I could sing. I just could not talk between the songs. I don't know if this happened to you, but I could yeah. sing. That's that was okay. I, that was not my best performance, I'm just telling you, but mm.
0: but I could sing. So
1: my voice was there, but yeah. I could not talk. I,
0: talk. I I know what you mean because well when you're talking like we are now, you're relying on your vocal cords to make to make the sound. Whereas when you're singing, you are supporting it with your breath. And oh, it's yeah. coming up from your diaphragm and you can you know, if you're doing it properly, you kind of, you're, you're, you only use your vocal cords when, you know, really, when you are, um, when you're accenting stuff, you know, okay. you know, it's like head voice and throat voice, yes. chest voice and all the rest of it. And um, I, I d- yeah, I do know that like where you can't speak. And the thing is, as well, you spend all day holding signs up saying you can't speak. Then you go on stage and sing. And I'm yeah. sure everybody that you've shown a sign to during the day is going, You, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. What do you mean you can't speak? You fucking <laughs> singing.
1: Yeah. And they don't know, <laughs> but it's the truth, man. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's like the singing, but I'm not saying that was the best, like I said, the best performance. And, and my voice wasn't not even 60%, but, you know, we didn't have to cancel, which, yeah, I was, you know, I was like, no, we're not gonna cancel. I'm gonna sing, just you know, leave me alone. And when I go on, I'm gonna sing. It's gonna go. And the next day, the next day, I woke up and my voice was back. I don't know what the fuck happened. It was just one day. But I had some births one, you know, on tour when I. There was one spray they were selling it for a while in Hungary, which you sprayed into your throat and it fixed it, real good but they stop selling it anymore because <laughs> something they said that it's, da- it's damaging your brain
0: ah right so, yeah it uh, doesn't all the best stuff damage your brain though <laughs> yeah that's right man <laughs> and anyway
1: i use it a lot so but you know when you can you can buy it anymore you can buy it anymore so what i'm doing now is just like i guess like sleeping in the right time you know Sleep yeah. is 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 the best you can do for your voice, and then yeah, I'm not drinking that much anymore. No,
0: yeah, I do, but you're so right about sleep because that's recharging the battery. If you keep yeah. if you if you don't recharge the battery, it's like a phone. If you if you keep doing a top up charge, you go you know you, you charge it for twenty minutes and it goes to sixty. Then you charge it for ten minutes and it goes to forty. Then you charge it to five minutes and it goes to, and you're working off a, you're working off lower battery power each time. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that takes its toll. And I, I used to, I, I'm not so bad now. I still get it where I get stressed out that I've got a little bit of a sore throat or I've got a little bit of a tickle in my throat and I start getting stressed out that it's going to get worse and we're going to have to cancel shows and it's all my fucking fault. Yeah, I used to be like that. I used to be like that, that if
1: I, just like you, when, when I was so sort told, of you know, I felt it's a little bit like, it's not okay, you know, then, then I, I got to start to stress. And when I started stressing, it's getting, it's got it's get a lot worse. And when I, when I'm yeah. doing that, it's just like telling myself, you know, relax. And and you know what really helps a lot now is the inner monitors. I mean that I was so against it, I was so fucking against it. I said no because I'm not gonna feel the power of uh, the stage and stuff like that. But the first time I tried, you know, but put it in, and I got the fucking mix in my ear, and, and I got this iPad in front of me, and I said to myself, oh, you know, I just set it up. The high says, "Hi, Simon." And, and it works it's, it's it's amazing you know I can do like 10 shows on a row like every day it's, it's just fine it's just
0: great so oh man do you know what I I I'm the old you <laughs> I'm still I'm still like no fucking way but did you uh, try well well the thing is you just said I can do 10 shows in a row no problem and a light just went off in my head that went, oh, I like the sound of that.
1: Look, man, uh, I highly suggest it. I mean, it, yeah. I was fucking against in-ears, you know, and especially when you go and get some good one, and you have to get the one those, I mean, not the one, those which is like molded to your ears because then you can have bang, you know, Yeah, or do other things, and when and, uh, they do the molding of your, you know, taking the print, you definitely have something to put in your mouth and bite on it. Just like, you know, gently so with an open mouth because you're singing. Because those who, you know, the guitar player and bass player, drummer, they don't need that because they don't sing. But, and that was the first mistake when I did the first time we did the, taking the print of my ear, it was, uh, my mouth was closed. So it's always fell out from my ear. But then someone said to me, you have to do it with an open mouth. Then we did it. And that's perfect. It's not falling out. I can headbang like crazy motherfucker, jumping and singing, <laughs> and it's not falling out. And uh, it's fantastic. It It's a game changer. And, you know, like when you have your, even you don't even a, need a fucking iPad, just a phone. You just, you know, set your fucking mixing, mixing up. Everyone can set up their own. And first time I tried it, I love it, especially because what I love, I love the sound of the drums when they are mixed. I don't really like the cymbals when they are crushing my fucking brain off, and I hear nothing from the monitors, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But only drums. That's I fucking hate that. And now it's it's done. It's over. It's so I, you know, I. You're the only one who's not doing it. the The other guys they're doing it.
0: Um, no, um, our, our drummer has an ears and one of our guitarists does, but uh, do you know what, that like, you use that phrase game changer and I'm like, right. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's a game changer. Really? Trust me. Especially, especially when you, when your throat, when your vocal cords are like sensitive or I don't know, man, just try. It's going to be very strange at the very first time. Okay. You would say, "Wow, you know, well, it's strange. It's like I'm isolated." But you're isolated in the studio as well, and you do your best performance. And can you imagine you do the same on stage? And you're not that isolated because you're there. It's not gonna be like you hear nothing. You're still gonna hear something from the stage. But what even better that you're gonna hear great guitar sound, great sound of the drums and the bass. Plus, you just You just set up your mix. It's just great, man. Uh, Trust me. When you just level your vocals up as long as you want, and then you hear actually what you play. You you know, after like, we started, I think like three years ago, until then I never, or maybe once out of 10 times, I heard the guitars. Now I hear everything. I can sing better. The whole band is playing better because... We everyone using it. My bass player was really against it. Oh no, God oh, when no. I said, okay, take it out and play without. He took it out and then he put it back.
0: Because it's just better.
1: <laughs> Especially when you play open airs, you know, the sound goes everywhere.
0: You know, oh, yeah. Fucking horrendous.
1: Yeah, yeah, you hear nothing, just you know, it's just like uh oh. and it's delaying the sound. It's horrible. But with an in air, it's just yeah, fucking
0: great. Uh, you're, great. Right, you're right, man. Outside, I was like, fucking. It, it it was like it was like doing rehearsals, but it was only me and the drummer who turned up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like I like. I, well, I presume I presume both guitarists are playing, but I can't hear them. You know, yeah. right? it's just, so. Like, yeah. You got in here, You got
1: in ear, and you just I, get your phone, and you be here, and, and especially when you do you know, like a stereo mix. You you guys got two guitars and one guitar. Two. Oh, that's the best. Because then you can put them in the ste- you know, stereo and, and it's great. It's just, it's like when you're rehearsing in a studio, but on stage.
0: Do you know what? No one, no one has ever um, actually sat down with me and explained why it would be such a good idea, the benefits, how it changes, how it helps. Um Until you, until until you, until you, Um, and that's awesome. I am going. I'm. I'm going to be. I'm going to be on my laptop tonight, searching in ears.
1: Oh, there's a lot of great companies in the UK uh, that they're making killer in ears, and you know you can look the prices, get like a a good middle price one. They're great, and. You know, it depends on your ear. How is the helix? I I get such a small helix, and, which is not good. But I, you know, I managed it with the open mouth to take the the the, the, the molding. But anyway,
0: that's a great. You know, tip. it's that's a great tip. The open mouth thing. That's a great idea. Yeah,
1: I think by now, especially there in the UK, they will, they will. But I think you should say that you're a singer,
0: so they should say yes. that
1: it has to be an open mouth. Otherwise. Is gonna fall out when you open your mouth <laughs> yeah. slowly, but they're coming out, you know. And that's not good. Obviously, put it sometimes. You still have to put it back. I do it, but just a few times, and but anyway, the the you know, once you go on with the inners, you never wanna go back because I did it once, just you know, I was just wondering how it's how it is, and I took it out in the middle of the set on stage, and just so different. Man, I heard this. <laughs> This, in instead of,
0: instead of you know what I heard in the inner mix, which was a lot better. Yeah. So, well, I'll, honestly, mate, that's um that's my mind made up without that. So so let's be let's be clear. You've um you've written a fucking great album that's hugely improved my day because I've had a shit day. But honestly, uh, thank you. <laughs> the highlight of the day has been listen- been listening to Vivid Black man and doing this, which is uh, just wonderful. Honestly. I can't thank you enough, um, Zolly, I feel like I can call you Zolly now. Yeah, uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, I, dude, thank you so much for your time. I I can't thank you enough. And thank you my for pleasure. the album. And congratulations on 30, 30 years. Count them, 30 years. That's amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it was my pleasure. It was a great chat. And I, you know, I hope, when we make it to the UK, that uh, you should let me know that you're coming over to your show because I I'm really looking to forward, look, really looking forward to to do this in live to chat forward. And I hope that you're gonna find your
0: best performance in the world of inears. <laughs> I I look I I will keep you updated, and as soon as I see those UK dates um i'll say i'll send you a message and um we will we we will meet in real life and we'll we'll do this all again um again congratulations on the album it's thank a you. it's just it's i i think it's pr- i think it's almost certainly going to be in my top 5 of the year and uh awesome. yeah thank you uh it's, no thank you zoli it's been an absolute pleasure thanks a lot man
1: thank you Alban, and have a great night and uh...
0: Thanks for this chat, it was amazing. Dude, it was amazing for me too. This was the longest interview that I've done for about three years, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you. Take care, bro, take You care. too,
1: man, take care, bye. Take care, bye-bye, bye.
0: So we both kind of did our own little review of the interview at the end there. Um, yeah. I, I have nothing to add. I think we pretty much covered everything there. Um, It was just, at the time of doing it, it felt just like one of those, and regular listeners will know what I mean by one of those, where um, you just, yeah, you go to a place in an interview that you would never have dreamed of before it took place. Um, And uh, after that, I um, sent an email to the PR who organised it and said thank you so much um, for arranging that um, it, was, it was great what a lovely guy and one of my favourite interviews I've ever done and um, a few days later I got an email back from her saying um, oh I've heard from Zolly and he said pretty much the same thing I was <laughs> like oh that's really cool that's really cool um, so ectomorph Vivid, black, great album. You know all about it now. You know, I mean, there's hardly an aspect of that album that you're you're not aware of now. Uh, Really enjoyed that. Please do um, share. I I like to think that this is the kind of interview that um, you kind of... I was going to say that you can only get here. That's very, um, very arrogant of me. I'm sure there's lots of um, podcasts with great interviewers who are better than me doing, um, doing uh, just as good, if not better, work. But I just feel like you know, there's there's a lot in there. There's a lot. To, there's a lot to dig at. There's a lot to talk about. And um, I've look. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it's cheesy, but I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did doing that interview because if you did then you've had a really good fucking time and um this podcast is is rapidly approaching two hours which is uh, kind of long for these but um boy did we have a chat so um guys thank you very much for listening i um I, and especially if you're still listening um thank you Really appreciated. Love doing these. Um, There hasn't been a review on iTunes for a very long time, a couple of years. So if you're anybody passing by on iTunes, feels like throwing up an interview, that'd be great. Or just on whatever app that you listen on, chuck a a review in. Um, Five stars or nothing, Okay, Um, Although I'll accept one star. So yeah, you know, either love me or hate me. Please, no, you know, no three-star bullshit. You know, no four-star no two stars, either one star, this is bollocks, don't bother, or, which, to be honest, it always amazes me when people take the time out to do a review like that, I mean, thankfully, I haven't had any of the podcasts, but, you know, you do see them, and I I just think, wow, like, you must really not like that to go out of your way, to waste time in your life to do a bad review, mind you, I do bad reviews all the time, don't I, I should probably shut the fuck up at this point, Uh, you've, you've heard enough of my voice it's coming up to two hours thank you very much all of you share like subscribe you know smash the like button guys and all that fucking bullshit find us on social media um whatever tell people that'd be really cool until next time chat to you later bye